Washington trailing by five. Haskins taken down again. Back at the 38-yard line. This time by Carlos Dunlap. Wow. What is up and welcome back to the HT We Are podcast. I am your host, Andy Burrows. And I am Maurice Hawkins. Maurice, Maddie have given us the keys to the kingdom. You and I are hosting the HT We Are podcast. How does that feel, my friend? It uh, feels really exciting. Uh, this is something different that will be on somebody else's podcast. So let's go. <laughs> are you ready? So, Maurice, we sit here. Uh, we've just uh, witnessed the uh, the Seahawks game. A 20-15 to 15 loss for the Washington football team, my friend. What did you make of today's performance? Uh, it was a tale of two halves. I think in the first half of the game, uh, Seattle pretty much established their will on us. And then, you know, the offense didn't play really well. Defense uh, wasn't able to impose their will on Seattle's offense like we've done the previous four games. And then in the second half, we made it a competitive contest and almost uh, snatched a uh, victory uh, away from the Seahawks. But um, again, you know, too much damage in the first half that we weren't able to overcome in the second half. And we end up going down to a very good Seattle Seahawks team. Yeah, I mean, it was a typical what we've kind of come accustomed to over the, you know, the, the season. Uh, we were, I think I tweeted out half time. We're a second half team. Let's see what we mm-hmm. can do. But yeah, the first half wasn't much to write home about, was it, Maurice? I think we had like 15 plays for a total of 33 yards. We can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us. And Dwayne Haskins was five from eight for eight yards. So yeah, there wasn't much to uh, to write home about in the first half, was there, my friend? No, it wasn't. And I think the big thing that we saw with this game, like we said, a, a game of two halves that uh, the coaching staff made some adjustments in their game calling, um, both on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. Or we can fight our way back. We can climb out of hell. And, you know, they just put together a much, much better uh, game for the Washington football team. A uh, couple of things. I know that Dwayne Haskins threw those two interceptions in the first half, but, uh, you know, he definitely was uh, playing lights out in the second half, ending up having 295 yards. Uh, passing and uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, and then uh, your uh, your guy uh, Logan Thomas, <laughs> he performed very well too. Yeah, my guy Logan. I think come at the half was eight from eight. I don't think he dropped uh, anything, but uh, yeah, I think that got me was Maurice was the. I think. Did you think Scott Turner? We always knew that he was going to dumb down the play calling for Dwayne Haskins. Do you think it was dumbed down way too much in that first half? I wouldn't say dumbed down as much as conservative. I think that uh, there's been so much uncertainty with Dwayne Haskins this year, uh, with the way this whole season has played out. I mean, he didn't have a traditional offseason because of everything going on with COVID-19. Then he's, you know, basically presented as the, the future of the team, the starter. And then, you know, after four games, he's benched and, you know, just kind of shaky at that point. And then we go on this run. And now he, you know, Alex is doing a good job. Then he gets hurt and Dwayne comes back in there. And I just don't think that we've just been presented 
with a Dwayne Haskins that has been so like he's like the guy of the future. You know, there's so much uncertainty around him, and and I'm sure that's shaking his confidence. And maybe some of that factored into Scott Turner's decision making as far as what kind of game plan to install. But it seemed like we saw a totally different quarterback in the second half with Dwayne. I mean, his pass was crisp. He had command and control of the huddle. Uh, you know, he you know he led the team on some scoring drives. Um, so, I mean, a, a really good second half for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, a lot of good things for um, the film team to take a look at. Uh, but I definitely think that in the first half, Turner was a wee bit conservative with his play calling for sure. Yeah, I think we saw both sides of Dwayne Haskins, didn't we, in the in the first half? A lot of people getting on his back, but he done some good things. You know, he, the, 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 it was it, the proven point with him was when he made that great pass down the field to Logan Thomas, and then mm-hmm. the very next play got picked off. That was that was that showed his little bit of inexperience there. But like you said many times, Maurice, he's now only played twelve NFL games. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what people expect. You know what I mean? I, I, people just, honestly, I got into so many arguments during this game on Twitter. Like so many people were bashing him. Yeah, he's not the answer. He's not. I'll admit that he's not the answer. And the truth shall set you free. He was in for one game. We all know Alex Smith is going to be back next next week. So mm-hmm. let's try and back. The- back the guy a little bit he proved in the second half he has many many haters out there Dwayne Haskins but yeah I I think that there's just a lot of I think Dwayne for whatever reason is just a polarizing figure in the Washington football fan community and I think you know like I've said all season long that this this fan base wants winning like they want it now they're impatient you know they they don't have um, they don't have the patience to see a player develop like I, I, you know, I don't know who could satisfy this fan base unless they're winning games. Like, uh, I look at, like, a player like a Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, they're just starting to become, like, a good team. Like, But it took Baker Mayfield a couple of years as the starter to get his sea legs under him to run, you know, run that team. And now Cleveland, you know, they have a, they have a winning record. I mean, they got a really good chance of clinching a playoff position. And... And moving forward, and I, and I, and I, I use Cleveland as an example because Cleveland demonstrated patience with their team, and we're not seeing, and it's not necessarily something I would say with the franchise itself, but you're definitely seeing it with um, the fan base. Like they want winning now, and um, you know, I think the thing about it is, is that we're still not out of it. I mean, you know, we still have a lot of football left to be played, and we still can win the division. So there's a lot of good things on our plate, but. I definitely think that, you know, Dwayne, for whatever reason, has become a polarizing figure within the Washington fan community. And I think their desire to have a winner now um, is just really, you know, putting tremendous pressure on him to perform probably better at an earlier period of time than his career really warrants. Yeah, and I mean, for all the... Sorry, Freddie, you're going to have to, you know, my... my... I swear on the HDWR podcast, I apologize there. But there's one guy that I'm going to get on here, Maurice. Talk Dustin Hopkins, for the love of God, how is this man still employed? This guy stinks! You know, I, I, you know, that's that's a tough question. I mean, I think there's definitely something that Coach Rivera sees in him. And, you know, I mean, he went from winning uh, NFC player of the week a couple weeks ago for his performance in special teams to missing an extra point. Um, You know, I think that, you know, that missing that extra point changed the whole complexion of that game because, you know, had he made that extra point and they, you know, and they would have went for an extra point on the second touchdown that they scored, 
Now we're down 17-20 versus 20-15, uh, mm -hmm. uh, where we could have potentially kicked a field yep. goal to go take the game to overtime, opposed to, you know, touchdown or nothing. So that's another dynamic of the game that people won't talk about that impacted the potential outcome of the game. Also, there was quite a few drops by some of the receivers in the game. I thought um, Dwayne, you know, Dwayne delivered some good passes to players. I mean, even like the first interception, mm -hmm. um, you know, that was a, um, you know, yeah. a deflection that led to an interception. So, but, you know, again, you know, quarterbacks get credited for that. So, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's improvement that needs to be made all over the offense. Like the offense, I mean, uh, needs a lot of help. Like, I mean, outside of uh, McLaurin, and Logan Thomas, we're fairly inconsistent at wide receivers. So definitely uh, the number two wide receiver is going to have to be addressed in the offseason so we can have more stability. I mean, Cam Sims has some flashes of brilliance, but he has not developed the consistency as a wide receiver uh, opposite of Terry McLaurin uh, that is desirable for the Washington football team. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I think that runs through the entire team, though, Maurice, wouldn't you say? You look at players like Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, they're still not the finished article. You know, we say Dwayne Haskins, obviously, we might not see much of him now for the rest of the season. Alex Smith is mm -hmm. back next year. But would you say that runs through the entire team, really? I mean, look at uh, the start. If we go back to, like, week one, week two, people were like, Who's Logan Thomas? He can't play tight end. I mean, now look at him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Would you would you say that's right. a, a fairly consistent thing through the entire squad? Well, I think that right now, like, obviously our defense is much, much further along as a unit than our offense, right? The offense has had way more inconsistency. Like, we've had three different quarterbacks to play throughout the season. Uh, we don't have a true number two wide receiver. Uh you know, with the exception of Antonio Gibson and, and even Gibson to a certain degree, you know, I wouldn't say that he's a bell cow running back. Like, he's done great work. But, you know, once he got injured um, in the Steelers game, we saw a significant drop-off in our, run, uh, our running attack. I mean, McKissick was serviceable today. He had some good runs and everything like that. But, uh, you know, you know, having that deficit of weapons, you know, you know whether it's talent-based or experience-based, I'm not sure. But you know that's part of the part of the things that the Washington Football Team is going to have to address in the offseason to get this unit up to snuff for uh, 2021. But even though, but before we even get to 2021, we're still in 2020. Like people forget, we're still in the playoff hunt, right? So the you know the playoffs are still uh, you know within reach. And here's the good thing: right now, every Washington Football Team fan could be a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> also. There's still a lot of football left. Yeah, I play. think the Cowboys as well could be one game. Like we're sitting, I think they're one game back now as well, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's the, it's the NFC yeah. East. Anything could anything could happen. Maurice, how how concerning was it for you to see Morgan Moses look like he was struggling at the end of the game? Do you think it was a mistake to put him back into the game because he got he got burned for that last that sack on uh, Dwayne Haskins on uh, third down, which made it four fourth and long I think he got he got you know I, I, it didn't look like he should have been put back in the game to me and I know a lot of people on social media were saying look I, I would have rather I know we wanted him for maybe one play we wanted him in there but ha, how worrying mm -hmm. is it that Morgan Moses now uh, looks to be uh, picked up an injury as well yeah I mean that definitely uh, adds more uncertainty to the offensive line you know I'm not going to see and second guess the coaches as far as whether they wanted to keep Morgan out or bring him in obviously they thought that Morgan gave them their best opportunity to protect 
uh, Dwayne at the right tackle spot, but you know apparently his injury at that time really prevented him from um, being effective in that final drive. And I think that's the the big thing that uh, fans will need to look at when evaluating that decision by. Uh, uh, Coach Rivera and his coaching staff. Yeah, let's hope uh, Morgan's okay and good to go next week against the Panthers. But it was another good game, Maurice. Uh, Montez Sweat had the tip for uh, Deron Payne at the interception. Montez, he, he seems to be the right place, right time man, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, uh, Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young, I mean, there's like the level of athleticism uh, that those guys demonstrate on a consistent basis is extraordinary. And, and Montez seems to have a knack uh, essentially of putting those hands up um, to disrupt the passer and getting those deflections which creates additional opportunities for defenders to get an interception like you saw with Deron Payne. So, I mean, that's definitely a skill set that he has that hopefully we can benefit from for many years to come. Uh, and it was came at a crucial time. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned earlier, he's my guy, Logan Thomas. Uh, over 100 yards today, Maurice. He, he just seems to be, as the season's going along and the games are coming along, he seems to get better and better, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely um, elevating his game and becoming more comfortable with every week. I mean, I mean, he's been, you know, I mean, if you look at the past couple of games, I mean, he, you know, he had a, you know, a considerable amount of receptions in the Steelers game. I think he had six last week um, in the Four Niners game, and then he had thirteen today uh, for one hundred and one yards. So, like, he's been, you know, been a, uh, a barnstormer for the Washington Football Team, and uh, you know, definitely uh, one of the. Uh, shining stars on the offense um, in the second half of the season for yeah, sure. Yeah, most definitely. Now, Maurice, we get to do something now that me and you don't usually get to do. We get to give props. Uh, they do that over here on the HTWR podcast and I'm privileged to sit here and uh, actually, Maurice, who's who? Who's Freddie and who's Maddie Jane? Oh, who's... Uh, they're the yeah, hosts who, of the HTWR who, who, who are we? Who am I? Am I Freddie or Maddie? Are you, are you Maddie Jane? <laughs> I'll be Maddie Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll be okay, I, 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 I'm going to be Freddie. I'm going to start cursing a lot and do a really bad English accent. Get right. He ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Maurice, we get to give props. So who, right. who, who would you give props to today from the uh, from the Washington football team, uh, buddy? Uh, I'm going to give props to Montez Sweat and Deron Payne uh, for that, that one play. Um, that definitely was a momentum changer. I mean, it definitely has Seattle on the ropes in, in, uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, but that uh, that play was a, a really magnificent play against uh, a really good quarterback, Russell Wilson, who was, you know, fairly uh, pedestrian if you look at his numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. He wasn't um, tearing up the field like he's capable of. So, I mean, even though we lost the game, it was a good defensive effort. I think they only held Seattle to seven points in the second half. So the defense came to play. Um, but I would definitely give uh, props to uh, Martez uh, Sweat and um, Deron Payne. I'm going to give my props to Logan Thomas just because I've said it every on the DC Tweet Team podcast and we uh, when we do our show, Maurice, I've, I've said he's getting better and better week after week. And you know what, Maurice? I'm going to give props to Dwayne Haskins because the amount of abuse that guy takes, and if you look at Dwayne Haskins from the first four weeks of the season to the Dwayne Haskins that we saw against the Seattle Seahawks, for me, it was night and day. Yes, he didn't have the best first uh, half, but he was, you know... Not going to make excuses for him. He just didn't have a very good first half. But we've seen Alex Smith not have very good first halves. Look at you know, look at the Pittsburgh game, Maurice, and we all know what happened there. And I think four weeks ago, Dwayne Haskins wouldn't have got us close to coming back to winning that game. I don't know if you agree, but I thought the fight that he showed in the second quarter, uh, second half of the game, he moved the ball well. 
Um, he seemed more confident in the pocket when he was moving around. Yeah, he's, he, you could still see at times he was he was undecided and he, he made rookie mistakes. But like you've said many times, he's only this is what we sit here recording this after the game. So today was only his 12th game of football in the National Football League. And for someone to come back after all that's gone on, on after week four when he was put on the sidelines uh, he wasn't even suited up for what three or four weeks uh, I'm going to give props to uh, Dwayne Haskins oh absolutely uh, that's, I think that's an excellent choice and, and here's the thing we saw Dwayne mature right before our very eyes in this game uh, you know I, I'm not one to celebrate moral victories and everything like that but I think the way Dwayne competed um, the fact that he led the offense to give them a fighting chance to get back in that game. I think that, you know, had Morgan Moses not been hurt, you know, maybe a J.D. McKissick hadn't been hurt and, you know, had to step out a couple of plays, uh, you know, that could have been the difference between them, you know, finding a way to win that game. They could have easily won that game, but Seattle, you know, raised their game. Uh, you know, they really brought the, um, brought the farm defensively to create those um, – those sack opportunities for their defense in the uh, late in the fourth quarter would seal the deal. But, you know, for most of the uh, second half, Dwayne stepped up big time, competed, did not um, shy away from the challenge of trying to lead the team towards victory. And if I'm Coach Rivera, I have to look very closely at Dwayne's performance. And, I mean, Dwayne demonstrated in that second half why he was a first-round pick in 2019, that he was worthy of the pick that the team made in 2019 i don't know about that and i think that uh the washington staff needs to kind of rethink how they're treating Dwayne as a player because i think that you know again everyone thinks that the the simple fix for the washington football team is just to draft another quarterback and i don't think it is i think what you do is that you have Dwayne under contract for at least two more years after this season why not see what you have you know, strengthen the team up, you know, like we've said before, strengthen up the offensive line. Obviously, you know, we need depth at offensive line. I mean, looking at what happened with Morgan Moses, I mean, getting injured and we don't have like a dominant left tackle right mm. now. So I think that there's a lot of things that the football team can do overall to improve the team and stop this with this anti-intellectual uh, response that, oh, it's just a quarterback. It's more than just a quarterback to make this team successful. And we still have two more games to play, two very winnable games that to play. So let's just keep the faith as a fan base. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things as well. I mean, who's to say that uh, we hope he's uh, going to be fully fit for next week? But who's to say Alex Smith is fully fit for next week? You know, we need Dwayne Haskins again. We need him again. But, you know, I, I agree with you there. I think, you know, and you have to think hopefully next season with everything that's gone on in COVID, you hope we'll have like mini camps, OTAs, we'll have a full mm -hmm. preseason. He can only get better under whoever he plays, whether it's Alex Smith or if they bring in a Matt Stafford or whoever is under centre for the Washington football team next season. Wouldn't you agree that he can only improve? Oh, yeah, he's only going to improve, whether it's here in Washington or another football team. I mean, just believe you me, you know, a, a, a quarterback with Dwayne's physical talents that he can make all the throws. You know, he demonstrated mobility. I mean, how many first downs did he pick up with his legs, you know, you know, rushing the ball? So, I mean, he made a lot of good plays and he had some bad plays, but I think that's what you expect from a young quarterback, you know, but he put his team in a chance to win a game. Um, I don't think anybody would have thought at the end of the first half that what Dwayne was able to put together in the second half, he was going to do that. 
uh, just based off the way he was looking in the first half. But I think a lot of times it's about, you know, coaching and confidence and reassurance. And I think that with a young player, you know, you know, you gotta, uh, you gotta coach him up. And I think that's what a lot of our fans don't understand. Like these players just don't come on the field and they're just absolute beasts. They have to be coached up. I mean, even look at it, uh, Chase Young. Chase Young, the way he's playing now is not the way he was playing at the beginning of the season. I mean, he's a much, much better mm-hmm. player now than he was yep. from week one. So, you know, we, this is you know, we owe a lot of young players, a lot of young players in critical positions, and you know, we're we're we're, we're moving forward, and, and we just need to be patient. That's the only thing. What I do you think then for the remaining two games, Maurice? Obviously, uh, Panthers next Sunday, and then the Eagles. Uh, hopefully, do you think hopefully Antonio Gibson back? I think that's why we saw him practicing this week, just gone. I'm, I'm guessing that's why they didn't risk him for today because they kind of knew today was a it wasn't a must win, was it? You know, I mean, it would have been good to win. It would have put us one step closer to the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. But they, I think they saw today as the opportunity, didn't they? Rest Antonio Gibson, rest Alex Smith, and literally throw everything at this Panthers game next week. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, I think that was a smart move. I mean, you know, to try to get Alex healed up for the Panthers game and see if he can close close everything out. I mean, I think that if you would have asked fans right before the Bengals game that we would be in playoff uh, in the playoff discussion. Uh, going into week 16, a lot of people would have told you they're crazy, but that's exactly where we are. So that's a testament to what uh, Coach Turner and his staff is doing. I think that our our fan base is really in flux right now because, you know, at the beginning of the season, nobody thought the playoffs or the division was within reach, and it is now. And I think that there's, there's just like this specter of anger with the Washington fan base right now. Like, they're just <laughs> angry, you know? I mean, and I'm trying, and I'm really trying to understand where the anger comes from. I mean, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors going into play and everything like that. But you know, we're a young team. We're we're developing. We are not a perennial powerhouse. And I think that a lot of our fans are still living in the '80s and not realizing it's 2020, 2021. So we're we're this is a new team, new coaching staff, new players. You know, if you look at what we put, if you look at what we put together, you know, we've had a, a young first round draft pick with a, a veteran quarterback that came off, you know, probably one of the most horrendous injuries that we've seen from an NFL player in years. And then uh, a journeyman quarterback in Kyle Allen. And those three um, p- quarterbacks have led this team to being in first place in the division. You know, that's a lot to be mm. proud of. And I think that, and I just think that we just need to have a better sense of perspective as a team and not be so angry. You know, look at that. We're we're pointed in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction as a as a, as a friend. Yeah, I mean, put it this way, Maurice. If we had sat like we we have, we've sat down together pretty much every game, every uh, uh, the entire season. And you know, we we all put our predictions out at the start of the season. Me and you both said wild card, but you had said to a lot of Washington mm-hmm. football team fans this time last year when our season was pretty much it was done, wasn't it? Season was the season was yeah. done. It had been done weeks before December. The fact that we're now playing meaningful football in December, we're two. We got the Panthers and the Eagles to come. We've got a great chance of still winning the division. We have got a great chance of playing playoff football in January. If you had said that to me this time last year, I would, I would, I would have bit your right arm off for for this opportunity. So I, I agree with you. I don't see where some of the negativity from our fan base is coming. It's not everyone. Some of them are, some of them are very. A lot of them are very knowledgeable about what's going on. But yeah, you see things like today and some of the things going around. You know, like. We are. We have a guy here who's playing his 12th NFL game. 
Chase Young's playing his first NFL season. So, like you say, he's got so much better since the since the start of the season. You know, you've got players like Logan Thomas, who no one expected anything of coming through. You've got Montez Sweat playing well every single game. You've got people getting... You've got Antonio Gibson at the start of the season, Maurice. No one really expected much. They were like, who? You know, so yeah. you've got Antonio Gibson. So, you're right there. We still have to be very patient with this team. But... Uh, would you would you agree if we make the playoffs for me that's and anything after the playoffs is a bonus would you say oh yeah i mean here's here's the thing i feel like if we can win the nfc east like if we if we achieve that goal like if we win the division that is a major accomplishment for this team going to the beginning um from the beginning of the season major accomplishment and here's the thing right don't be surprised if we if we make the playoffs, that we don't play that Seattle mm. team again. So just be mindful of that. Like we could face Seattle again in the playoffs. I'm with there, Maurice. You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. I think we all need to realize that this Washington football team, uh, we're in with a great chance of doing something that a year ago no one thought that we would have had a chance of doing. You know, we, you know, and right. you know, we had Dwayne, we had a young quarterback come into the season. We had a first round pick, starting Chase Young. Uh, you know, we were it wasn't too we had wasn't too much expect. We've exceeded expectations, would you say, Maurice? Yeah, absolutely, we've exceeded expectations. I would, I would, I would have to say that wholeheartedly. Um, that you know, the expectation that all of us had at the beginning of the season is, you know, they they've gone far and away beyond what we thought they could be this yeah, year. Most definitely. Well, the, the the Panthers are coming up, the Eagles are coming up. Maurice, have you enjoyed being Maddie Jane for an episode? Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I, I, I mean, I, I'm the knockoff <laughs> Maddie Jane. The, 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 the original Maddie Jane is, is so much better. So, you know, uh, kudos to uh, uh, Maddie Jane and Freddie for everything that they do with the HTWR podcast. They're doing great work. And uh, I'm really appreciative that uh, they gave us the opportunity to be, kind of be their guest host on their Yeah, podcast. it was something fun for you guys. We hope you liked it. Uh, Maddie and Freddie, thanks so much for uh, letting uh, me and Marie sit in the hot seat. If you're wondering where Maddie and Freddie are, I will give you a little clue. Do not miss the DC Tweet Team podcast. That's all we'll say, Maurice. That's all we'll say. But just don't miss the uh, the DC Tweet Team podcast. If you're wondering where Maddie and Freddie are, they get everywhere, them too. They get everywhere. But until next week, we all held together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. <laughs>